Greetings and salutations to our fine podcast audience. Welcome to Three Peas in a Pod, episode 188. We made it! That's right. Three pastors doing a podcast. We're from Community Christian Church. Wait, that's what three peas in a pod means? <laughs> Did you just figure that out, Nathan? No, I'm joking. Uh-huh. I just like that you explained it. Very funny. Yes. I'm all, as, as a for our last episode, right, I, I, I will up the quotient of uh, comedy. Of comedy. You got it. I, I, I will increase comedy points mm. by triple. Who's going to judge that? I guess I would. Ah, so always been so, our standard. That's right. We judge ourselves. We think it's funny. They just said they they want us not to take ourselves seriously. I will take. In fact, I will take all of your questions less seriously. <laughs> we don't take ourselves very seriously, no. but no. I have a feeling that someone wants us to take this question. Okay, then I seriously. will. I will. I will reserve comedy points for in between moments. Okay. Okay. This is a serious question. This is a hot button, another hot button issue in our world today, mm. in the political realm. All right. Well, I think we're going to get heated about this. Heated. Yeah. Let's get heated. Well, we're heated right now because the air quit working. Yeah, I was say, our pod is a little warm. It's a little yeah. warm. These peas are going to start popping. <laughs> exactly. Whatever. Whatever peas do when they get hot. I guess they get squishy. <laughs> they kind of just they get ready to get eaten. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm roasty right now. Okay. Uh, so here's our serious question. I'm confused on what to think about the immigration issue in our country, and I hope you can clarify Jesus' position on it. I know we're called to love all people, but we're also told to respect the governing authorities. Would Jesus encourage citizens to welcome all aliens and be okay with sanctuary cities, or would he encourage aliens to respect a nation's laws and go through the legal process of becoming a citizen? Well, I, I don't say things as I understand the law here, just to be... Okay. There, there is no, in spite of what some of our political leaders want to make it, if a city has become a sanctuary city... Correct. ...then that is the law for that city. They are not violating any laws by... If the city If themselves. the city has said, we are a sanctuary city for immigrants... And if I, as Nathan Martin, decide that Noonan is a sanctuary city, it is very little effect on anybody. You, you don't get to make those. <laughs> I mean, I could just declare Except it. For, I have declared it. Well, again, Cowboys <laughs> County apparently has a lot of what sovereign citizens, you know, where they don't, I don't you know, know what that means. we don't need, well, that's another it may, issue. It's a whole nother issue. Oh. And we may have some of those people are constitutional. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of names people can give themselves to break the law. Hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. how do you apply for said status? <laughs> you, you, you applying already means you didn't, right. do you didn't do it. Oh, <laughs> I have, I have constituted myself a sovereign state unto, I'm a sovereign, unto myself. I'm a sovereign citizen. There's I'm a, a whole citizen. movement on that. Yeah. Man, I need to get on the internet more. Yeah. <laughs> no, you no, don't. I've not do heard not. of such things. So, so anyway, right. so I would just say yeah. there shouldn't be any conflict for that when the person right. said, is there, what should I think about sanctuary cities? Well, if you live there and you don't agree with it and you can afford to move and it's worth you moving over, I guess you got to move because that's the law there. Just like when in Coweta County, it used to be illegal to buy alcohol here and suddenly everybody said it's okay to buy alcohol if you don't like that and you want to go where there ain't no alcohol, you're going to have to move because that's the law now here. Right. And in a sanctuary city, they've said that's the law. Mm. Yes. Okay. Okay. So it doesn't violate. That's the way our country is set up is the nation has some laws and then 
apparently Texas has laws. <laughs> apparently, and yes. then yeah, the more states, local you get, yeah, the more everybody gets to. That's the way our founding fathers decided to set this conglomeration of stuff up. All right. right. And it worked when there were. Did you have a second point, or were those both points? Those, those were the both point. your points. So, okay. just to clarify, those, I, it sounds like, and this is the way our political leaders have put it, that there's a that a sanctuary city is a violation of the U.S. policy, but that's not the way the Constitution's written. Mm. Right, I got. What you're I saying. can create a sanctuary city. You're talking about regardless of the Jesus of the issue, legally, well, this they want, is Well, what did Jesus think about it? Well, they said they want to respect the authorities. Right. Well, in a sanctuary city, respecting the authority is— that's what, I was just clarifying what you were saying was a sanctuary city, if you live in that city, you can respect the authority by doing—I don't know what—doing nothing about it. The only way to respect the authority in that city is to accept they're going to be illegal immigrants. Or, or immigrate. There are going to be immigrants there Correct. that may or may not have gotten there legally. Right. Yeah. For me, I, I thought the, the struggle that I have whenever someone asks me a question like this is I'm not sure anyone can answer that question truly because— you know, people say, well, what would Jesus do about this? And and I say, well, you know, he never was faced with this issue. That's right. So mm -hmm. therefore, I can't tell you what Jesus would say about the immigration laws of America in 2023 because Jesus and his disciples and nobody who wrote anything in the Bible ever had anything like that to deal with. That's right. And so all we can do is go and 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 ask where what are the principles that a Christian ought to live by? Mm -hmm. That's right. And what how does that apply in my cultural modern context? Mm -hmm. And even then, people have different. Sure, uh, they arrive at that at different places, and, and I'm sure you know that people are arriving at different places on that thing. Well, even the they so, quote the respect the authority. It's been my experience with Christians. Mm -hmm. <laughs> If I agree with the law, I, I think it. everybody ought to respect it. That's right. If I don't agree with the law, then then this is an opportunity for not it should I should stand up to it. That's right. Even if it doesn't necessarily violate a Bible principle, I don't have to obey authority that I don't agree with. Yeah, that's that's the way most people apply that, unfortunately. Well, yeah. and I think I think there's a part of this question that uh goes back to your point of not knowing how to answer it because one it shifts perspectives a couple times in that the first question is would Jesus allow sanctuary cities where Jesus let's just imagine once again Jesus was not an American citizen so right. to know that but let's imagine that he is in modern day America Jesus himself could not establish a sanctuary city, nor probably could he and his followers establish such a thing because Jesus, at least in his day, was not seeking political office. So there was no chance that that question, this question of, it, it sounds to me, it's mixing the perspective of what should the government in America do and what should Christians do. Well, those are two different That's things. Very different. Those are two different things. And so, would Jesus allow it? Well, I don't. I don't know what Jesus. What if Jesus was literally president of our country or mayor of a city or whatever? You know, sat on a city council. Yeah. The other part of it, though, was would Jesus encourage immigrants to come in? No. What was? Read it again, if you can. It's tiny little type. <laughs> <laughs> the second part was about the part where it says, right. "Would he encourage?" Yes. Uh, I know we're called to love all people, but we're also to respect government authorities. Would Jesus? Okay, so can we just deal with that sentence there? Because uh, the I, but I, I didn't get to the, the question. I know, yet. but the the but in there puts mm -hmm. those two at conflict. 
Uh, I'm called to love everyone, but... But respect the authorities. So if the authorities tell me to not love someone, that's the way that sentence is written. That's the conflict. That's the conflict of those two. Well, if the authority tells you not to love somebody, you have a higher authority that already told you to do it. Oh, Mm -hmm. yes. So if that's the opening sentence of this, when you take that sentence as it's written, Mm -hmm. that sentence is really an easy, mm-hmm. you should love the person. If the yes. authority tells you you can't, they're just wrong. That's right. Yes. So then the question says, would Jesus encourage citizens to welcome all aliens and be okay with sanctuary cities? No, the second part, though. And then the second part is, or so would he... Can we take that sentence? They've set these two well, I already. I, I was trying to share my okay. opinion about the oh, second part, because I already or, shared my own about the first oh, part. Right, I don't right, think right. Jesus can make okay. a sanctuary city. Of or them. would he encourage aliens to respect a nation's laws and go through a legal process of becoming a citizen? Once, And this was my point. That's not a situation, one, he was encountered with, nor two, probably you are encountered with. And this is what I want to get to. Why are we, why am I, Nathan, a white American citizen living in Georgia, trying to decide what a Christian who does not live in Georgia nor I have relationship with, deciding what they should do about legal immigration? I can't even speak to them. I can't go to a, a, a person who's trying to come in from Mexico and say to you and go, here's how you should handle immigrating to the U.S. Mm-hmm. So what would Jesus tell them unless, unless, maybe this is true, maybe you, the person asking this question, are not an American citizen and you are living outside and you are trying to figure out whether you should illegally, un, you know, undocumented immigration into America. I don't know why I need an opinion on this, well, nor why do you need an opinion on Well, this. that's interesting because in our, this is something that I've, I've talked about to people before about the age that we're living in. Because of the way information is just so available to us, I feel like all of us get to a point where we feel like we have to have a ironclad black and white opinion yes. about every single thing. And we have to stand on one thing or another or else we're somehow falling down on our duty as a Christian or an American if we don't have an ironclad opinion. Yes. And I'm not sure that that's required of us as Jesus. I, I don't. I don't. I think especially if it is not a scriptural thing mm-hmm. that that Jesus has clearly indicated right. in the scriptures, should I love my neighbor? Yeah. Oh, I don't get to have an opinion. Yeah, on that's that. right. Should mm-hmm. I, you know, should I turn the other cheek? I don't get to have an opinion on that. Should I mm-hmm. should I give to help the poor? I don't get to have an opinion on that. Jesus yeah. has already made these things clear. Now, how that works out, should I go to the movies every weekend? Well, I get to have an opinion on that. You know what I'm saying? Well, I get to have to, an opinion. You don't have to. If you have the money that doesn't violate some other principle. Yeah. Well, but that's what I'm saying is that, though, is those are opinions that Jesus has allowed me to because it's a partnership. And this is where I'm trying to get to is the Bible is not some kind of, uh, we've said this before, it's not a manual for life that I'm supposed to thoughtlessly just, well, that says it, that I do this. God is trying to create the kind of person who he could trust to make decisions thoughtfully in my life, in my time, based on what I know to be true as revealed in the Bible. You said principles. That's a good way to say Mm it. I know this to be true about Jesus' heart and his will. I need to make those in my time, because you've already said respect the authority. 
Well, but we know that there were times in Rome, there are times in countries right now, I just read a thing recently that in China right now, the new president in China has just released an order that churches must begin their service not with Christian hymns, but with patriotic songs. Mm -hmm. There must be a Chinese flag in the, in the, in the church and the president, must, they must have a picture of the president. And pastors who fail to do this can be put in prison. Well, when Paul and them said respect authority, they didn't mean, well, I guess you got to sing patriotic hymns. I guarantee hymns. you Paul would have been in prison over that. Absolutely. Well, well we know because there were believers. that is basically what Rome did with, you've got to honor the emperor, emperor above yes. Jesus. Yeah. Yes. He would have seen that. And I guarantee you, if that were the question, mm -hmm. Paul would say, no, you can't do that. Well, it's supposed I, to be a place to worship Jesus. I mean, you can't do it. And I and I, I hate to almost use these examples because I'm using them in a sermon upcoming, and I don't want people to think yeah, that my— I, Okay, I have something I want to say about what you just said. If you Okay, uh, say what you're going to say about what I was just saying. I was just sitting here thinking, you know, we often get tied up in this immigration thing because it's the hot issue now. But the principles of this, of if you can take it away from what do I vote about this, mm -hmm. uh, you know— Yes. Uh, can we go and again accept whoever you vote for, you're going to compromise some principle if you decide to participate, mm -hmm. which I think you should. I think it's a right, and it's it's a part of being a citizen that I think that is honoring the authority. You, but you just need to accept you're going to compromise. You cannot find God's candidate on an American ballot. Yeah. It don't exist. Mm -hmm. he, that person can't run for a national election here. The parties won't allow it. Mm -hmm. So anyway, if we take this away from the current issue, and I hate, I was going to go and say, well, let's take it back to what Christians had to do with Jews and, and Nazis. Okay, but everybody hates when you use Nazis. So let's forget Nazis. Let's go back beyond that <laughs> to the emancipation of slaves in our country mm -hmm. when you're living in Maryland and a slave crosses in right. and he is also a brother in Christ. Right. And you can tell in talking to him, he's a brother in Christ and he's running for his life. And you now have to decide because the law has said you must return him to his state mm -hmm. where he will either be beaten with an inch of life, separated from his family, all of those kind of mm -hmm. things, or you do what Jesus said. Yes. Mm. See how I made that really pejorative that I believe there's only one right answer here? Yeah. I think the the people in their time, at least lots of them didn't. And the ones who saw that they should return them, none of us here think those people did it right. Well, none of us think, yes. oh, it was right for them to send slaves back because now we all look at it. I'm just saying, when you take it away from some big voting block of nameless people I don't know to well, when I yeah. get down to a person that I'm personally dealing exactly. with, right. it's a whole yeah. other situation. And maybe, maybe, if you don't have a person you are personally dealing with and you can't come to an answer on this, because again, sanctuary cities are legal. Right. <laughs> And barring people at the border is also legal. Mm -hmm. So both of those, that's the confluence of our country. Mm -hmm. Those yeah. are both legal. So if you, if this is your issue to decide who you're voting for, I'd move on to, are you going to compromise? You're just going to mm -hmm. compromise. I think you hit on a good point that, that, that I often go by when I try to think about these things. And I'm not saying my way is right. I'm just saying this is how I approach it. Um, you talked about the difference between 
I, I have a stance on an issue and I have a person. Right. <laughs> and for me, um, when I, to try and get at what Jesus would do, if that's what I'm trying to do, then there's no way for me to know what Jesus's opinion is on an issue because he wasn't faced with this issue. He didn't vote. He didn't. He didn't have the, the any of this civic stuff that we have in our country. But I do know when Jesus encountered a person, here's how he reacted. Here's here's the posture that he had. And for me, if if I care more about getting a position, I'm losing something over here on this other side of how do I treat people. And for me, if my if my opinion on my issue would then, if I held that all the way to the end and I was faced with a person and it caused me to not to love them or to care for them, then I'd be real careful with my position. Well, and I think, yeah, me too, so. I think the thing you said earlier, Jason, that is the way I often think about it. I don't know outside of a voting booth why I need to have a position on anything? I know. Because here's my point. I'm not saying about. I'm not saying I don't mean anything in general. I'm talking about in these political situations. Because outside of what I vote for, and maybe if I have a real need to go out and maybe do some kind of social activism around it. Besides my vote, there's not much I'm doing unless. I know someone who's an undocumented immigrant, and mm-hmm. I'm. Fe- and maybe the reason mm-hmm. you ask this is you maybe feel you this tug of war of should I should I t- report them? Should I say something? Should-? And that's your reason. Often when I enter these questions, there is no person involved. Mm-hmm. It is a nameless figure. That's right. And the qu- that was why it irked me a little bit about the question of should- would Jesus encourage p- people immigrants to do so legally? Well. I, as a Georgian pastor, am not talking to many of my congregants about where they should immigrate to and how. If I was a maybe a a, a Guatemalan uh, pastor or a or a Mexican pastor, and this was an issue for people that are living on the border and they're trying to for whatever reason you want to apply to why they want to come in, right? Then I might have something to say to them. But since none of them are calling me and asking me, Nathan, what should I do? Has I had people say this too about what do you think about these pastors out in Portland doing X, Y, and Z? What do you think about this kind of, I have no opinion about what the politics in Portland is. The idea that because we're both Americans means that I am allowed to have an opinion on what they should do seems ridiculous to me because you don't want anyone in Portland having an opinion on how we do things in Georgia. My gosh, we don't want anybody at Northgate saying what should happen at East Coweta. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's what I, I mean. mean. Don't worry about Portland. We don't want you talking about and I'm not saying that we shouldn't have opinions about these things. There does seem to be a difference though in people's minds about an opinion I hold and a position I hold. Yeah. Like you're saying, it's hard to let go of the position. Mm-hmm. I think what is important is we become thoughtful people. And I think this is what Jesus, we just had this conversation on our Not Great Parents podcast ah, about, tur- about turning the other cheek. And I said, you know, that's a really specific scenario Jesus sets up that does not apply to nearly anyone in our world. There is never a time someone comes up and backhands me across the face and that that's a thing that I just have to push, put up with. Bringing Doolin back. 
Right. And or <laughs> nor and then because people go, so is what Jesus saying? If I get shot with one bullet in my right arm, I have to. This is that's not Jesus' point. Jesus is trying to paint a picture of what if you became the kind of person that when someone assaulted you, your your response was love. Mm-hmm. Your response was to humanize yourself. Mm-hmm. And what if what if when someone make you carry their pack, you said, you know what? I'm not just gonna. You made me do this for one mile. I'm gonna go at another mile. He's painting this picture. And I think what you just described there too of, you know, you talk about people in the Underground Railroad or priests, I'm gonna talk about this, priests who hid Jews in their friary and were then taken to concentration camps along with the Jews in, in Nazi Germany at the time. And they, they're, they're, they're set with a very particular circumstance in a particular time. They had to take what they knew to be true of Jesus who said, you love the least of these, you move towards the marginalized, you work for justice, right? You love your neighbor. And when your neighbor's in front of you, if you have formed yourself into this kind of person, you will know what love requires in that moment. And it may conflict with what Hitler says to be true, who is now your Fuhrer if you're living in Poland and he has taken over your Poland, or what the Confederate South says to be true if you are in the Underground Railroad at the time, and they are your government, but your king may have say something differently. Well, I think about, you know, we actually had a staff member for a while that uh, he he was adopted as a child, and at, during the time he was here, he wanted to find out his birth parents, found out they were Mexican, uh, and then found out he had a brother that lived in the United States and wasn't legal. Mm-hmm. And so... He, you know, he doesn't turn him in. What he does is work through the pro- which I thought at the time. This is the love. This is the way. So if I had a neighbor, I think I would follow this example. I'm not gonna say his name because I didn't ask him if I could even tell this story. And I know for sure he ain't listening to our podcast. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> not because he 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 and I are really good friends. It's not that he just he wouldn't have listened if he were still on staff. That's true. Uh, that if I had a neighbor, I found out was illegal and I wanted to love them, I would work on them trying to become legal here. But most people don't realize you're required to leave the country for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. You you almost can't become legal. Even even if you were came in here when you were 15, 16 years mm-hmm. old That's and right. you've lived here till you're 50 or 60, mm-hmm. you, you gotta leave That's right. for a long time. And so he worked with them at, and he left the country with his brother with the chance that he might also be illegal uh, because he felt like that's what love required of him mm-hmm. to do with a person right in front of him. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so I think that would be my answer to this. We don't know what Jesus' policy stance would be nope. because Jesus never s- sought, I guess is the correct form of seek, uh, sought political office. That was not his goal. But he is a king and he is our ultimate allegiance. And so like... Like Ed and Jason have both said, I totally agree with if there is a conflict between loving my neighbor and submitting to the authority, or I'd say even honoring God, like these Chinese Christians right now are facing, right, and and submitting to the ruling authority, I can still submit to their authority to put me in jail and not fight back right. and not say we're going to start a re- revolution, you know, mm-hmm. for the underground road. For I think about the person I talk about is Maximilian Kolbe, who's mm-hmm. now been sainted, who's a Polish priest. He he doesn't fight when the the Gestapo comes and arrests him and takes him. In fact, he then gives his life in the concentration camp for a Jewish man who was going to be killed. He said, can I go in his place? 
He, that is still submitting to the ruling, though you are saying this law is something I cannot. It is non-cooperation with evil, mm-hmm. and I will not cooperate with this. Um, but what that means in our particular—personally, I have not been faced with what would I do about an undocumented immigrant because I, I don't—if I have, well, and I don't with know. The, I have lots of uh, people—in my neighborhood, there are several people that— it's pretty obvious didn't grow up in this country. I have decided that I have not asked them for a green card. Right. Good they're, for you. They're my neighbors. That's I did right. not go up and go, hey, before I decide if I can love you or not, right? I, right. can you show me whether you're here legally yeah. or not? Because right. it just doesn't matter to me. Mm-mm. And, and it's, yeah. it, that, I know Jesus didn't do. I'm just not going to roam <laughs> around. <laughs> he didn't put stipulations on neighbor love. No. Oh, and, I thought you meant specifically going around for green cards. I was like, well, I wonder how that worked. For sure, there was, I mean, I was sitting here thinking, is there an instance where Jesus... I can't think of a time that he openly violated Roman law, but I may be missing it. But I can think of a time where he violated, again, we just mentioned it last time, where the Gentile woman comes to him, and he had already told his disciples, we're mm-hmm. not going to the Gentiles, don't have anything to do with them. It's not the time yet. Mm-hmm. And then she comes, and they tell her to go away, and then Jesus goes, no, nah, with this person, mm-hmm. not not this person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he does that with the Roman centurion, even though that... There were times where Jesus knew loving the person in front of me is more important than this thing. Or a mm-hmm. policy. A policy. Jesus you know? wasn't a policy maker. He, he, he didn't involve himself right, in that. Right, that's right. Even, even on the things that we think are rules or policies, oh, Jesus said this, he violated a lot of that oh, stuff. He, yeah. If you want to get down to brass tacks, I mean, he really did. Well, I was going to say. Because it involved people. Yeah. Well, and I think there's even times right. you could argue that for Jewish people at the time, he he violated a lot of traditions yes. mm-hmm. that at their time, once again, it's hard for us because the way our political system works is so vastly different yes. from Jesus's That's day. Right. But I could say that you could at least make an argument. There is an equivalency to the power that um, the religious leaders have and being able to push people out of the synagogues mm-hmm. if you would break certain traditions to similar like local state government type things, right? And when he chooses, no, we're going to eat from the wheat fields on on the Sabbath, and they come to him, and he goes, I know what your tradition says, but there's a higher law, which is, remember the time David went in and did this, and blah, blah, you know, he's got his whole thing, which is, here's, here's an example. He's going back and forth with them on it. There are times where these things happen. I, I, I just want to be clear. I don't have a position on what you should do. And I, I think all three of us are saying that on what, what, what exactly you should do, other than to say the law of love is what reigns supreme for First believers. First question is the most important question. Yes. Yes. What do you do when you have to respect the authority and love the person? Mm. You always love the person. What I have often found is people, it, when, I, when you play those little magic, what would I have done if I were a Christian and I, it, during the Underground Railroad? What would I have done if I was a Christian during Nazi Germany? The, the tension that you always feel, in my opinion, is not, man, I just love my government so much, I want to do whatever they tell me to do. The, t- the fear is not, I really want to respect the government. It is, I don't want to get in trouble with the government. Mm-hmm. But I feel like what Jesus is calling to do might put me at odds with them. Because I think all of us would say, in our heart of hearts, I would want to shelter Jewish people in, in, oh, I would want to do something to help people who might go to a concentration camp. But it is going to require me to disobey the government, and it's going to require me to lie as a way of life. Oops. And it's going to, and it's going <laughs> as to, as requ- a way of life, I'm going to have to become a liar. 
for a, for a period of time. And I'm going to have to put myself in a position uh, that that I too may have to suffer alongside of them. Yeah. And that is, I think, often the scary part that we get into. And I just think those questions to me are worth wrestling with so that I can become the kind of person that when I'm faced with what is that situation in my life, I'm ready to make the Jesus-like decision. I just don't think three peas on a pod could answer that for you. I don't think three people on a podcast could answer for you what is in this situation you should do. So there you go. Other than the thing that we've all said messages at some point that we stole from at least Andy Stanley, what does love require from you in that mm-hmm. situation? Mm. You should do whatever love for the person in God requires of you in that moment. Yep. And that'll do it. Yep. All right. Next week, we have, I, I feel like that next week's question is going to bring us into a mashup of podcasts. It is a parenting question. No, oh, it's a it's a mashup is between Molly the two. Come on here? I don't know. I, I, don't like know. I think she's already left for the day. Uh, so no. She There's the answer to that. Yeah. So come back next week and we will answer. Our, when Molly's in here, the air pictures on. Maybe. Mm, not always. Back. It gets sweaty. Whew. So we will probably be hot again next week, but we will answer the parenting question for you. So show up next week and find out what it is. I'm trying to. We won't. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>